Hello, welcome back. Uh, good morning to anyone who's watching live this morning. It is quite early and uh, it's another very sunny, beautiful day here. So uh, I'm hoping that wherever you are, you've, uh, you've got a good start, a good start to the day. Um, delighted to be back here today for the second episode in our series um, about the inner voice. So before we, before we dive in, um, just to say welcome to the podcast. It is, this is part of the Leaders Who Love What They Do podcast and it will be available on the podcast not this week but the week after so uh, if you're listening if you're listening in the group then uh, and if you'd like to hear it on the podcast you you should get uh, a message about that if you've uh, if you've signed up and uh, so let's dive let's dive in because we've got so many so many interesting things to talk about it's it was actually difficult to decide what to include in today's episode just to recap on yesterday's so in yesterday's episode we talked about how important our inner voice is and the huge impact that that can have on what we do and how we see ourselves and also the world. So today we're looking in more detail at what it actually is and then how we can start to listen to it and train it. We're, we're touching on the details here. It won't be too, it won't be too in depth, um, but I hope that uh, it will be enough for you to, 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 give you some, to give you some indicators on how to take it forward. I'm going to be uh, um, talking a lot about the work um, done by Ethan Cross and he's brought out a book this year in January called Chatter and I'm going to be using a lot of, a lot of what he has talked about in this and I will reference that um, in the show notes in the podcast and also I'll put it under the in the Facebook group in the in the comments so that you can follow it up if you're interested. So Ethan Cross says in his book he talks about a study that was published in 2010 and I'm just going to read to you what he said. He said, so in the study published in 2010, they found that inner experiences constantly dwarf out of ones. And that's what we talked about yesterday. And what participants were thinking about turned out to be a better predictor of happiness than what they were actually doing. So I'm sure we can all think of an example of this, you know, when we're, we're in a situation where we should be feeling very happy, but actually um, we're, we're not because what we're thinking about is, is, uh, is stopping us um, from enjoying the situation as, as perhaps we, we feel we should. So what is that inner voice in a little bit more detail? So when, uh, when people talk about their inner voice, I think they mean a lot of different things. And this can be a bit complex because we don't, we don't all use the same vocabulary for this. Some people will talk about an internal dialogue. Some people will talk about having a voice inside their heads. Some people will talk about intuition where there, there isn't really, uh, there isn't really um, language particularly around it. It might be a feeling or even... Um, a physical sensation so that's another another way that people might talk about it I've, I've even seen um, some people say that it's their internal enemy um, now that's obviously one one side of it let's hope that we can uh, we can we can uh, try and harness that in a different in a different way I think what we what all of these what all of these views uh, take into account is that our internal voice it brings together our thoughts our beliefs and also our memories very importantly our memories 
So Ethan Cross, the, who I just referenced, um, he has a great chapter on this in his book. And I'm going to share with you some of the main ideas that he presents and the highlights that came out for me when I read it. But I do recommend uh, um, taking a look yourself. Now, he talks a lot about working memory and what an important part of our inner voice of the working memory is. And of course, our working memory is so important. Yeah, and I think the, the easiest way to, to understand that is to imagine, well, what would happen if you didn't have it. I don't know whether you remember a very um, a very strange um, book that came out a number of years ago and I think it was turned into a film. I'm sorry I can't remember the name of it and it's about a woman who every morning when she wakes up she's forgotten everything. She's forgotten about her life, She's she doesn't know who she is and eventually she takes to writing, to making notes so that she can try and piece together everything but literally every day she starts from zero. So it's, a, it's kind of a horror, a horror film in a sense or a horror a book um, quite a horror um, uh, feeling about it because it's it's quite a scary thought isn't it so if we don't have that working memory we're really quite lost how can we have a conversation how can we how can we work how can we how can we even um, decide what we're going to do today or decide what what needs to be done we do, we're starting from zero so our working memory is really important and and part of that is that inner voice that is that is reminding us and telling us and speaking to us maybe encouraging us maybe not but it's it's very much uh, integrated within that now what ethan cross talks about is he talks about that that is a part of what he calls the phonological loop there are two parts to this. So we have the inner ear, which allows us to remember things. And then we have the inner voice, which allows us to repeat. And that is a system that develops during during our childhood. And it it is very, very influenced by the people who are around us. So by our caregivers, by our parents, by important adults um, who are around us, by our peers. And as we, as we grow up, we internalize that and that becomes part of of our inner voice but also from our culture from so from the general culture around us what we pick up around us of what's important and so all of that we're absorbing and we're repeating and so it's becoming really quite powerful so for example things things like um, from my from my own family I would say little phrases like well never give up just do your best and don't argue and those those little those little phrases are repeated so many times that they have become part of my inner voice um, but what I think is really fascinating that Ethan Cross talks about is that it doesn't stop so that we, we often think our inner voice is formed when we're, we're young and we say well that's uh, that's what our parents have given us but he says it doesn't actually stop and even our children can influence our inner voice as an adult and I wonder if you've experienced that and I was thinking about this and I think I definitely have I can give you an example in terms of social media Media and, and getting over um, putting videos out on Facebook. I have my daughter's voice in my head. Oh, it's fine, mummy. Just do it. It'll be fine. And that that becomes part of my inner voice. I think, yes, that, it will be fine. So it's really interesting. And um, what Ethan Cross, he doesn't move to the point of saying, well, what should we do about this? I would suggest that um, one point to take from this is that it's very important who we surround ourselves with who we talk to, who we're, who we're influenced by, because those people are influencing us and are having an impact on our inner voice.
and by and in turn as we talked about yesterday that that is that is changing that our internal dialogue helping to frame our thoughts and therefore our behavior so I think uh, if we think about that, uh, the impact of that, um, he talks about lots of areas, of course, and some of this we covered yesterday. But just to recap, no matter what our age is, that inner voice is is affecting our confidence. It's helping us to evaluate risk in particular when we're thinking about our goals. Should we do something or how well are we moving towards those goals? The Our inner voice is helping us to evaluate that. Well, I think that's quite good. Well, no, be careful of that. And often it's trying to protect us. And we'll come back to that another time. It can also really help us to develop our thinking in a very creative way because our inner voice is helping us to to work through scenarios. Well, if you do that, maybe that will happen. If you do that, maybe that will happen. So it's helping us to work through these different these different scenarios and different consequences of our decisions and our actions. It's also maybe helping us with our communication as well, because by framing our ideas, by articulating them, even in our heads, we're we're taking that next step to maybe telling someone else about that idea and then really making it happen. Of course, it's not all positive, And we talked about that a little bit yesterday. So what happens when this becomes um, a problem? Well, I think when talking to ourselves isn't helpful, we all know that it can really derail us. Um, even though even when we're prepared and and I'm sure that uh, you can relate to the situation where we've where where we've prepared maybe a, a speech or we've prepared a, we've prepared something at work and it doesn't quite go to plan because that inner voice in our head is starting to chatter it's starting to make a lot of noise so that inner voice can really derail us we we hear about sports people don't we after their match when they do the the post sport analysis and the and the the journalist asks them well what happened you know what what happened out there on the tennis court and and quite often they will talk about that they were not focused and that they were not able to concentrate they don't often say well my inner voice was getting getting in the way but um i wonder if that's what they what they mean and sometimes when you listen to their interviews later they 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 talk about the kind of thoughts that are going through their heads and how important it is on the other hand to be able to to frame things in in the way that they want to and to set it up so that anxious chatter as well that all of us can, all of us experience from time to time can really derail us, can't it? I mean, we know if we think back to doing exams, to doing tests, um, high pressure situations, it can really stop us from performing at our maximum. So, so getting that inner voice in the right place is really, really important. Of course, our relationships can also suffer if that inner voice is is not helpful. Sometimes, um, something that Ethan Cross talks a lot about which I'm not going to go into detail um, here but if you're interested I think it's 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 really an idea that's uh, that is interesting for for these days when we're thinking about social media he talks about the problem of over voicing our inner voice and oversharing some of those negative inner voices and he talks a lot about how that can really derail our relationships with other people not to say that talking about things isn't a good idea but he talks about over voicing 
missing and particular on social media where it's difficult to get the nuance it's difficult to share the emotions and it's difficult to for other people to really understand them as well and so sometimes empathy is completely lost so that's an interesting part of his book which uh, you may find you may find is uh, interesting to look up so we're just going to move on now to how you can start to listen to your inner voice. The first thing I think, and, and we've talked about this before, is how to become very, very aware of it. And, and I think this is really the most important part, in fact, because when we're aware of it, it can no longer really overtake us in the same way. So how do you do that? Well, I think the first thing is to is to really stop when you notice that inner voice um, starting to be either helpful or unhelpful and and listen to it. What it what is it saying? What is it trying to protect you from? Maybe is that a protection that you want? And we'll come back to a little bit more of that about that in the next couple of episodes. Notice it particularly when you're thinking about goals. So, for example, if you're thinking about starting something, starting something new. So, for example, my goal this week is to go swimming every day and to and to swim a kilometre every day in the pool, which um, I know for those of you who are very sporty, that's not a lot. But for me, who haven't I haven't done a huge amount of swimming this year. Um, this is being this is it's not a new goal, I've, I've, uh, but it is it is a new change. It's a new change in habit for this year. And so I'm very aware of that little voice that says, oh, well, maybe, maybe we'll just go to the, maybe just go to the bakery and have a coffee and a croissant. That might be quite nice too. And, uh, and I must think that, well, that inner voice is, is maybe trying to make me have a, a nice time. It certainly would be nice. It would be relaxing. But I need to be aware of that, that that little inner voice is maybe not helping me at that particular time. So being aware of it, even on small things, first of all, and then try to try to think with your inner voice and try to think through other options. Think through, well, what are the other scenarios? What are other options here? So if you're getting a bit blocked by something, then think through with your inner voice. Use it as almost like a talking partner. It's really it's quite an exciting uh, possibility that we can we've got a talking partner right there. So maybe let's let's make the most of it. So what should we do when the inner voice starts to get too loud and too chatty and starts to overwhelm us? Well, again, I think the first thing is to notice, first of all. Sometimes we don't notice. We know we don't feel good, but we don't know why. We haven't really noticed. So notice it. That's the first thing. And then try not to judge it. You know, don't berate ourselves for then having a loud inner voice. Let's just notice it. Notice and not judge. I always say be curious and study it because as soon as we start to be curious, what we do is we find we step back. And as soon as we step back, guess what? We have a bit more control over it. We have a bit more choice. We are able to make a bit of space for ourselves to be able to think it through. So be curious and study it and even find it fascinating. Where did that come from? What's that trying to protect me from? Where could it, where could this go? What are, what are the other options? So doing that, doing that one thing, that one little question of being curious really creates, starts to create that distance. And this is the first step towards being able to really train it in my mind. 
So training it, training it is an interesting one, and we're going to come back to that in the uh, in the next in the next couple of episodes. Um, but already, even in the question, how can we train it? And we're using the most powerful technique there because what we're doing is we're referring to it and we're creating a distance between ourselves. Now, we may not want to create that distance later on when it's something really positive and we want to immerse ourselves in it and really step into it. By referring to it, though, when it's a problem, when it's too chatty, then we're creating that distance. So separating, separating ourselves, taking a step back, noticing and really um, creating, creating that space to be curious and to study. So that's the end of today's little episode. So just to recap, we've been really looking at, first of all, a little bit more about what the inner voice is and the research from Ethan Cross and in particular, how just how important it is and how it, it can be influencing us. We can be absorbing those new inner voices all the time. And and I'd like to leave you really with that thought because I think it's it's really powerful. So think about think about who you're surrounding yourself with. Think about who you're talking to, and make the most of those times. Really, really uh, make the make the most of those moments with other people, and think, yes, I can take on those ideas because your brain is an amazing thing, and we can we can train it, and we can change it, and we can make it really work for us. Okay, so that's uh, that's the end of today's um, input. Um, just before you go, I'm excited to share with you that we are doing another another run of our life leadership and purpose um, challenge, which starts at the end of August. And if you'd like to join us for that, it, it worked really well the last time. We had lots of people who were who who had great breakthroughs, in fact, and and the group was wonderful as well. Everyone came every every evening for forty minutes um, on to zoom and so there's a great community feel however if you can't come to the zooms it's no problem at all there are replays and about half half of the people who signed up watch the replays so there are both options so if you'd like to join us do sign up and uh, when I'm back from my holidays I will be getting in touch with you so just to leave you um, with hopefully some sunshine as well have a great day and I'll be back tomorrow probably um, at about the same time and I'm going to do two parts tomorrow so it's going to be episode three and episode four, which are two parts um, about all about um, the chatter, how to reduce the volume and how to how to change the record. OK, thanks very much. Have a great day. Goodbye.